Arr, look behind ye, it's a three-headed monkey. <laughs> now loading Earworm Arcade. Know that that song just ended so abruptly. Uh, I'm so joyous and sudden. <laughs> da, 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 bark. Uh, welcome to the Earworm Arcade Podcast. This is the first episode. Holy shit! I am really excited. When did I first want to start doing this? Wasn't it like four Long years ago? ago and far away? I I remember when I was editing the uh, the run a show for this. It said like 2016, and I'm like, sometimes <laughs> dreams come true. <laughs> all not, comes to he who waits not always not always so you just heard uh that was the intro from the secret of monkey island the ad lib version because we had a sound last uh, sound blaster pro and that's how i remember most of my childhood on the pc so uh fuck that sc55 stuff uh you rich folks out there they they yeah. heard it extra you gotta several go back to the deep magic yes <laughs> that's right <laughs> Uh, well, hey, uh, this, this, this guy over here, that's Bad Servo. Have you heard of him? I mean, he's, he's famous. He creeps around. Worldwide. <laughs> Bad Servo's yeah. been a, a friend of mine for a long time. Um, and we, we kind of share a brain and, uh, share the horrible things that, uh, come tumbling out of our mouths, uh, as well. So I thought that, man, you would be a perfect addition to come onto the show and help me launch this and watch me trip up all over myself uh, in doing so. Welcome. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm absolutely delighted to be here with Hatter on the code wheels of steel back there. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, we're very much of one mind, one libido, and possibly one complete haircut if you merged us. It's, can, can we not merge yeah. us though? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm willing to do like a, the say and dance if oh, we have oh, to, yeah, but wait, you know. Can we, wait, this way, this way. <laughs> can, and... How does that? Okay, yeah. 
for for everyone oh, listening we're, we're in. We're so bad at this. Oh, that's this way. This, that's okay, this way. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I reserve a screenshot there. Uh, <laughs> this is, for everybody who's listening on your traditional podcasting places. Uh, this is a video podcast, so when we're describing things that are visual, just use your best imagination. Um, Theater look, of the mind, yes. kids. Draw it out with crown. And uh, submit it to us, and uh, we'll just insert it, and uh, it'll look fantastic. Just inserting it is my ignition statement. <laughs> That's the Nike. Just insert it. Um, <laughs> real quick, I want to say thank you to Bad Jack, who just subscribed uh, for eight months in a row. Thank you so much for that, man. Well done, sir. The booty bees. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to keep the pirate theme going. So Always. So let's kick this off and just, uh, I mean, we're gamers. We're gamer folk here. Uh, probably the, the majority rumor. of our, our listeners uh, and definitely everybody who's in the chat right now uh, is uh, basically games for life. And uh, this is a game music podcast. But I just want to know, Servo, what have you been playing lately? Uh, it doesn't have to be retro. It could be new stuff. Uh, what you've been up to? Oh, let's see. What have I been playing? Well, uh, un unlike yourself, I know you're deep in the retro. You, you did the charity stream. You got your Phoenix right. I understand that we raised enough money for uh, two more hamster wheels for the power grid. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, the last um, ones were dead about 12 years back in Texas. And, uh, we yeah, just it. no one noticed. Yeah. Um, as far as gaming, I've actually... Uh, with what time I have, I've been deep, deep in cyberpunk still. Yes, I'm the one guy holding on to the good ship, you know, bug test uh, for all I'm worth. And it's it's been good. I know you kind of blitz through the campaign, but I've, I've really been enjoying the uh, nitty gritty of the side gigs. That's I think that's where a lot of the humor is. The main campaign's very serious. But, I agree uh, with you. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of uh, good little hidden things around. I just uh, I don't know. It's that. It's the parental squeeze everything into the time that you have when you have young kids type of thing. So yes, I did find some of the missions kind of kind of repetitive and stuff. So I, I skipped past some of the fixer missions and stuff like that. But when I just randomly walked down an alley, I had some of the best experiences I've had with that game. Oh, yeah. And, I think uh, uh, I did a gig last night called uh, Raymond Chandler Evening, where you're basically following uh, what is purported to be a cheating wife. You've been hired by her husband. And the entire time you go down this alley following her, Johnny just materializes <laughs> and does the most ridiculous, like, detective noir beat poetry oh, narrating your that. moves. Yeah, it's that one win. was really good. Yeah, and <laughs> totally not Keanu Reeves. And it was just, it was no. good because of that. Uh, yeah, let him let him flex his style. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people hate it on Cyberpunk, but uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I guess I'm. It's that I'm lucky enough and blessed enough to be playing it on the Series X that I had virtually no problems whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I had the occasional to some of the compilation glitch, but... videos. Oh, it's yeah. been pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I beat the game and I'm ready to go back when the like next gen patches out or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you got your ray tracing and and hopefully all of the missions I couldn't do, uh, like the Delamain <laughs> ones that were just completely bugged yeah. for me. Uh, I'll be able to go back and play like a feminine character this time and uh, just kind of experience the rest of it and finally be done with it. Yeah, once it's patched up, you'll go in for that pudding now that you've had your meat. Y yes, <laughs> and you can't Good have man. any pudding if you haven't had your meat. 
I mean, uh, that's just basic logic. <laughs> Myself, I uh, I played uh, Little Nightmares 2 recently. Ah, oh, everybody who's listening, this is a chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, it was a high-fingered chef kiss. Um, have you played either of those? I have not. My my daughter's a huge fan of those. I think she's on the tail end of number two right now and has nothing but good things to say about it. I I know it skirts the genre a little bit, but I'm generally not much of a horror game guy. Mm. But uh, yeah, I hear nothing but good things. So I, I expect one bored, slightly intoxicated night I'll dive headfirst in. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not like a hack and slash type of horror, like survival game or anything like that. But visually, like the way that it tells stories and creeps you out and you have to figure everything out for yourself since there's no dialogue. Uh, man, it's just so good. And uh, a twisted tale they are for sure. So uh, <laughs> now where do you stand on the uh, debate between Little Nightmares versus uh, Inside as the, the greater game of that type? Oh, that's a debate. See, the only game that I really have ever been able to compare it to was Limbo. Uh, did you ever hmm. play Limbo? I did play Limbo. I actually like that one quite a bit. Little Nightmares literally feels like a sixth gen version of a second gen uh uh version of that it's it's very much the same except it's you know of course up to today's standards with graphics and sound and stuff what's this other game you're talking about inside yeah apparently um I'm led to believe that it's it's a very similar mechanic to little nightmares but just the general vibe and aesthetics are different um i'd say it actually skews more aesthetically towards uh towards um i don't even have a comparison but <laughs> it's a little bit more narrative driven it's a little more mystery it's not as abstractly presented as, oh, okay. uh, as little nightmares and so i've seen a lot of uh gabbity gab online about like this one's better no that one's derivative this one's better oh your style over substance <laughs> typical gamergate funnery right yes okay well i'm i'll have to check it out because i mean i i just i seriously can doubt that anyone can pull off a feeling of a game like this as well mm -hmm. as Little Nightmares did. But I'm down to try anything out like that can even fit close to the genre because, man, that's, you know, I have a very small list of games that have like impacted me emotionally and made me feel like the whole like spectrum from start to, to finish. And that's definitely a series that has done it. Uh, okay. We can I've, help with that. On the side, I've also played donut county which is a lot different <laughs> uh, i sat down with that yesterday and played it i think almost to the end i'm just guessing by context mm. clues that uh that i'm close to the end but that's a fun title uh, it's a short ride but it's a joyous one like there's nothing more satisfying than the simple objective of wrecking people's stuff with myriad holes yes yeah just holes everywhere and then the dialogue is very much just uh what you would expect from millennial animals uh and uh i don't know it's it's full of good laughs and uh it's just a real light puzzle game so mm -hmm. after all the death and, and destruction, again for the viewers <laughs> that's donut county yes. do not google millennial animal holes you will not get to the game <laughs> donut it, county kids i mean honestly anything regarding holes uh and shia labeouf mm -hmm. and uh anything that that's <laughs> that's related to holes don't google that uh 
How duck, many duck, obscure duck, connections go, can that. we make? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> duck, duck, go for all of your whole needs. Uh, now my podcast is sponsored on the first episode. And uh, that's great. <laughs> Just want to say hello to everybody in chat. Hi, it's good seeing uh, good seeing some of our regulars in here. I hope that uh, you will be entertained by this. Uh, I'll go ahead and announce the theme of the show. If it's not obvious already, it's pirates. No, I'm, I'm kidding. It's point-and-click adventure games. Uh, it's just uh. that everyone loves the Secret of Monkey Island series. And... Uh, and that dominated the polls, by the way. We'll talk about that later. But uh, uh, when I was just personally asking people like what their favorite point-and-click adventure games were, that's almost like the first stop for everybody. Oh, yeah. uh, Monkey's Island is the gateway drug. Yeah, <laughs> the gateway drug. The gateway grog <laughs> to the rest of the genre. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's what we'll be talking about is uh, the old point-and-click style adventure games. Uh, I know they were a huge part of my life back in the day. And uh, some of these songs that I've prepared for you today, hopefully will take a lot of y'all back as well. Uh, or, you know, if if you were newer on the block, lesser of age, uh, and maybe just enjoy chip tunes or just game history, uh, hopefully you will have some chip tune bangers to uh, enjoy Cons as well. Consider this a list of recommendations if you don't get the nostalgia kick. And that aside, you can just laugh at two old geezers trying to recapture their youth <laughs> through the ad lib. That's right. That's right. And and we do capture youth well. I've got a mohawk and, and Servo's wearing a hat backwards. We fucking, we have everything covered. So don't you worry I'm about it so rad right now <laughs> with two d's <laughs> with that uh why don't i play another song this is uh, oh, yeah. the title song to my favorite space quest uh space quest for roger wilco and the time rippers uh and uh this is the ms dos version of that because i didn't play it on amiga or, or mac or any of that stuff <laughs> it's important all right here we go space quest four Thank you. 
had to had to follow up that Space Quest 4 jam with Roger dies from a big rock from Space Quest <laughs> Chapter 1, the Sarian encounter. Uh, the sad thing is that you do have to specify which Space Quest because Roger <laughs> dies by a large rock is fairly ubiquitous in that series. It really is. Uh, that was from the VGA remake, which was really fantastic, too. Um, yeah, it was really great. One of my oldest friendships is as a result of he got the VGA one. I played the EGA one back in the day. Mm. And so I was his hint line for a while. <laughs> you had to suffer for, for the likes of their victory. But that's we awesome. We crawl so that they may walk. <laughs> I love uh, you know Newman in the chat. So many ways to die in that series. I think uh, mm -hmm. when we finally got to the talky versions of all of our adventure games, which God Almighty, that was pure entertainment. Um, Absolutely. I I love in Space Quest. Whenever you were dying, you'd always like see him die and. And memory serves me right. It was usually like really heinous graphic deaths that would happen to Roger for, for a game of this age range. Uh, yeah. And the narrator would always be like, uh-oh. And I will never forget that voice. <laughs> like, I hear yeah, it in my the, sleep. The, the majesty and whoever cast Gary Owens, uh, who most people know from Laugh-In fame as the narrator in the Space Quest series, Boy, I hope he got a raise because there is no greater <laughs> glee than, you know, you opening the wrong door on a ship, watching Roger horribly get sucked into deep space just for Gary Owens to be like, and that's when Roger discovered that space sucks. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I, I, The one that sticks to me the most is it was I can't remember what game it was, but I was in the cave. And there was like acid dripping somewhere. And I fucking died so mm -hmm. many times. I can't remember why. Maybe I was just clumsy on where to click. But that's the death oh, that always stood out in, for uh, me. four? It may have been in four, yeah. In the sewer? Yeah, it just follows you. It's like, oh, did you forget to get the glass jar out of the dead car to scoop it up? Well, you're just screwed. <laughs> that's what it was in the little underground mm -hmm. tunnels. That Oh, my God. And you're like clicking as fast as you can, and he won't run any faster, but you do it anyway. Newman's like, shout out the to the speed slider. Yeah. Oh, yes, actually. <laughs> like, uh... I think maybe there were some puzzles you couldn't do unless you had full top speed. That's yeah. amazing. That walk speed. Newman in the chat's like, give the broom a rest. <laughs> God, I love that series. Um, you know, like I said, everyone loves Monkey Island, but Space Quest to me will always be my like absolute favorite series. Yes, I will take your O-Rat part over your chicken pulley any old day of the week, sir. <laughs> That's right. Or your uh, battery from the Energizer Bunny in Space Quest Oh, Four. yes. Uh, which would be impossible to have found without a hint book somewhere, I think. <laughs> uh, this next song is the walkway theme from a game that uh, was more popular, I think, over in Europe, but it was just a sleeper hit. It was such a good game. It's called Beneath a Steel Sky, and uh, this is the MS-DOS version.
Did you ever regal? Did you? That was that was just some straight up bit trumpets. Did you ever play this game? I did not. I was actually late to that party. Um, I do know that they recently put out, I'm not sure if this is like a, a remake or a successor, but I know iOS um, paid a substantial amount of money, Apple did, to get a Beneath the Steel Sky game on the Apple Arcade platform, which I've been meaning to check out. Um, apparently it has reasonable reviews. So uh, yeah, that might steer me down the chute towards the past and, and revisit those. Steer me down the chute. Or steer me down the chute. <laughs> Gotta keep it pirate, baby. Uh, Beneath the Steel Sky was awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of, I'm guessing that you could just call this a genre by itself, of uh, mm -hmm. post-apocalyptic type setting where the rich people live way up high in like skyscrapers and all the poor people mm -hmm. are just dying on the ground and neither one of them know each other's lives. And uh, I just got sucked into that right away. But it is it is like a cult classic. And the, the thing that you said about the iOS, like I can believe that there was one person that was like, you've <laughs> got to get that game. That is the best game. Because uh, I see stuff like that all the time with it. And Newman in the chat said that Beneath a Steel Sky has been free on uh, the good old games site since its inception. So that that is true. There's no excuse not to pick it up, people. If you need a, a little tasty post-apocalyptic Euro jank in your life, <laughs> Euro jank. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, highly suggest that one. Um, another favorite series of mine. Uh, I wouldn't call it post-apocalyptic apartment living, uh, but I would call it <laughs> sand world genre uh, would be Dune. Dune is awesome, and uh, a lot of us played the Dune 2 Building of a Dynasty game, like which was like the first RTS game, um, and that's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, but a lot of people didn't play the point-and-click version of it, uh, which was uh, just like a, you know an interactive story version of Dune. Um, mm -hmm. And this is Chani's Eyes, which are always beautiful, uh, even Zendaya is in the new trailer. Here's another chef's kiss. Mwah. Johnny's eyes <laughs> from the MS-DOS version uh, ad lib, of course, of the Dune point-and-click adventure game.
Oh man, that extended outro though. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I have never met a Dune game that didn't have spectacular music. Just all of them. It's definitely a winner. Now, it sounds I've... like something you'd hear in the race. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I wanted to mention, I saw you change your background a little bit uh, earlier before just the sandworm. And, and mm-hmm. is that because of uh, this man here on the cover? I mean, who among <laughs> us did not have a lifelong obsession with one Mr. McLaughlin as it, a result of his portrayal? I, I really enjoyed him in Dune. And I kind of, I don't know. I, I saw Dune. I had no idea who he was at the time because I was pretty young. And then I saw him in a bunch of other stuff. And then you go back, you know, to something that you haven't been to in a while. And I'm like, holy shit, that's the guy. I always forget his name. So I'm going to say the guy. But yeah. And look how handsome he is on the cover. Listeners, let me describe it for you. The windswept Hasselhoff hair. Oh, (laughs) the the lovely, like, still suit hose going right into the nose. Uh what appears I mean, to be abdomen on his chest it's it's beautiful they clearly predicted the k-pop aesthetic years <laughs> in advance <laughs> this, this clearly this clearly is the new member of bts uh yeah pull, they, pull that out of his nose and mic him up and he's ready to do a two-step that is the mic it's a it's a it's yeah. a special way of singing <laughs> it's a tuvan style uh don't worry about it <laughs> jeff rat in the chat has already installed beneath the steel sky uh, while we've been streaming. So that is amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play one more song before we get into uh, the discussion uh, of today's theme. And uh, I don't know if you have more experience on this than me. I remember I only played a little bit of it and I haven't played the remastered version. Have you ever played Grim Fandango? I have indeed. And uh, actually recently went back to uh, to play it again in the remastered version, which I have not yet finished. It's it's a really good remaster. By all means, check that out. But yeah, Grim Fandango is one of those. Uh, it's one of those games that I equate to the comedy club night. You ever go see a comedian you love? You have a few too many drinks. You know, you had an amazing time and you remember nothing. <laughs> That's Grim Fandango. <laughs> That's the it's whole experience. so much fun characters. Yeah, you just walk away with like, that's my main Manny. That's all you know. That's cool. I've heard nothing but good stuff, and I've I've hated myself for not going back and finishing that game. So this is my mental reminder to do that. And, well uh, worth a visit. This is Tango from the MS-DOS soundtrack. This would be the original. So uh, here we go.
Again, for our, our poor, poor listeners on, on Spotify yeah. and Google and all that that can't see what just happened, we were tangling it up with various action figures and, and K-pop standees. And uh, God, you should really go to RetroGameChampion.com, click on the Twitch link and subscribe so you can see these visuals as they happen before we get banned Remember, from folks, Twitch. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. <laughs> That was a perfect. That was a perfect figure to grab too. I love the mm -hmm. uh, the bow at the end was just so regal. That's good. <laughs> Got to keep it classy, Cincinnati. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, let's. Uh, we've reached a part in the podcast where we're going to be gabbing about the theme. Uh, of course, again, it's point and click adventure games. If you're just now tuning in, which doesn't happen with podcasts, um, <laughs> live on your FM dial. Um, what are some, what are some games? Of course, I included, uh, all of the, the greats, at least that I thought. You got your Space Quest, you got your, uh, Secret of Monkey Island, all that. What are some games that I didn't include? I was going to say think to include, but trust me, I've got a billion of them on the brain. It's just so much will only fit. What are some good ones that you enjoy? So, yeah, point and click, definitely uh, my bread and butter in my youth. So many good options. You are representing quite a few of the ones I might mention. Um, LucasArts and Sierra, especially yeah. Sierra. I yeah. was a Sierra boy. But um, I got to tell you, everything Space Quest is great. Day of the Tentacle, real strong contender mm. in my top faves. Oh, yeah. It's perfect music, perfect animation, quirky atmosphere. And I mean, based on a game that was really something for its time, let's yeah, be honest. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. And I actually went and got the the version, I think, probably on PS4 uh, that let mm -hmm. you either play the regular version or the upgraded version. Of course, playing the regular yes. version uh, because I told the kids all about it and I wanted them to experience it and they love it. But we're stuck somewhere. I can't remember where we're stuck. Uh, but having to think about going to the future and doing stuff and the past mm -hmm. and the, the present, I, we might have botched something along the way. But we'll have to get back to that yeah. and uh, figure Marty, it out. Marty, you're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. <laughs> That's right. I uh, I also remember making uh, pixel bead art for you. Uh, God, in the infancy of our relationship of the mm. uh, purple tentacle and you took a picture of it with with it on your shoulder when you were looking in the bathroom yeah. here with a uh, pure terror and that was yes. glorious it still brings joy to all who bear witness yes that's awesome i got i mean i guess i made a few that might be in your house right now oh yeah quite quite a few indeed although some are in various states of relocation as the uh the woman kind of dropped the Gandalf staff, no more shall pass. I'm claiming this territory and I'm just being pushed back. Like, no, I'm sorry, let me take my toys with me home. <laughs> my toys, my toys. <laughs> I, uh, another game that is fantastic that uh, I mostly didn't put on here because of slight copyright issues. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we've, we've got the uh, algorithms just hunting us down to kill us is uh, Full Throttle. Uh, and while I ah. doubt that the band that did a lot of the title songs for Full Throttle would <laughs> would have people banging down the door to sue us and shut down our mm -hmm. stream, uh, that is why I didn't include it. Because that is another fantastic uh, point-and-click game. 
for all the Mr. and Mrs. American, all the kids at home, that is Legacy by the Gone Jackals, which I believe yes. you can actually pick up on Spotify and give a listen. So by all means, check it out. Also, it is one of the upcoming soundtracks that I'm going to release. So uh, nice. I actually uh, have all the versions, uh, the highest quality of every single song, uh, that are not present in most of the other soundtracks. Not just the Gone Jackals music, but uh, of course the mm-hmm. music from the game too. So be looking forward to that. Um, it's just on the long list of things I got to do. <laughs> yes. For sure. Uh, what are some other? What are some other games? So I know you said um, you said you were a King's Quest aficionado, if I recall correctly. Not an aficionado. Uh, I only no. played the one with the Minotaur on the cover, and I guess that tells you how much I know <laughs> because that's the only thing I can describe it by. Um, <laughs> most of, okay, so most of the games that I played, point and click wise, and really anything on the computer besides like shareware, uh, I had mm-hmm. to play at my friend Richard's house, whose dad had a lot of money. Um, so they had all the games, uh, and that's where I've played the majority of these. Me and my friend Richard would put our heads together before the internet was a thing and figure out the puzzles the hard way, uh, all the time. (laughs) And they only had one King's Quest game, and it was that one with the the freaking Minotaur on the cover. Mm. And, uh, I think I only got like a good hour for that because he didn't like it and he wanted to go back to space quest so yeah did we've, you play we've all been there uh i don't know if anyone but me remembers codename iceman uh by sierra online it's a delightful game that's sort of a you know international intrigue and espionage you're like a covert agent you have to stop a terrorist group it's really good however a friend of mine gave me a copy to play and failed to mention that the copy protection in that game there's a series we have to launch a sub that requires very specific commands that are only in the manual uh, so i have basically played the first 20 minutes of codename iceman about 500 <laughs> times in my youth that's so sad <laughs> That's like a Space Quest 4 had that copy protection where there was like when you finally get to the time machine, you have to know this like mm-hmm. language and you had to look that up. Like, I think half of the first coordinate you needed was wadded up with like bubble gum and the other half was mm-hmm. in the damn manual and you had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. They were creative with tough. that. I like very much so, you know, I, I owned a lot of games uh, in my life that were were not purchased through the regular means, uh, to be honest. And mm-hmm. uh, I cannot be mad at copy protection. That was that funny, like that was mm-hmm. that like deep into it. You uh, have to admire it. Now, the real question is, how about those Space Quest Four Easter eggs where you put in random codes and it takes you to past games yeah. where you can't do anything? Oh, my God. So that's fun. so good. I like Sierra and LucasArts, like the amount of work that they put into these games um, and the direction of all of them and how beautiful they look and... Like I said, when we got the talkie editions and we finally could like hear the characters talking, like I cannot really find an experience nowadays that hits me as hard as that. And it might be the nostalgia or it might just be like real ass art, like mm-hmm. to a T. Uh, they just put so much work into them. 
There's so. uh, there's really magic in those games and that you had to struggle so hard in the absence of the internet to make any progress. You spent so much time with them that even if the writing wasn't, you know, George R. R. Martin in nature, like you really, you were one with Roger Wilco. You're like, man, I felt like I've fallen asleep in the supply closet a few times. I'm with you, buddy. Let's save the universe. For sure. And, uh, oh man, I just... I'm bringing, it's bringing tears to my eyes, man. These are good memories. Uh, I don't know. I just, I can't replicate it. I think I'm constantly looking for that. And one thing I need to play is Thimbleweed Park because I have not played mm -hmm. that yet. And there's a lot of greats from, you know, from the old days of all these games that are involved in it. I, I bought it. I think I have it on Steam, and I think I even have it on the Switch so that I can stop mm. making uh, excuses and have it on something that I can just load it up. And I still haven't played it. I want to play that with the kids and see how far we can get. The backlog is ever-growing, sir. Yeah. But there's. I, I'm happy to see that even though in the U.S. it feels like a lot of companies abandon the point-and-click adventure, there are a lot of European countries that are still developing them. There's a lot of really good stuff. The Deponia series... Uh, comes to mind that's worth checking out so uh you know the legacy lives on huh i didn't i did not know that actually the i think the most modern one i played was broken age have you ever checked that out i haven't i have not played it yet though that's oh, the uh that's the two-part future past uh kids game yeah yes it is and okay. it's it's a uh, another one that's absolutely gorgeous uh everything kind of looks hand-painted um, I played that one with Dalton as she was growing up and, uh, we mm -hmm. just like put our heads together and got through everything. And it was such a rewarding experience because of that, uh, gets pretty tough near the end, but, uh, super well-directed, lots of like laughing out loud, uh, to stuff. It was, it's really good. So I recommend it's Broken It's hard to go well. wrong with Tim Schafer. <laughs> right. I, like it's almost impossible. I would imagine. Um, Oh, back on copy protection, uh, the people that couldn't see earlier, I've got, I think, my favorite copy protection of all time in my hands, which is the Dial-A-Pirate uh, from the original uh, Secret of Monkey Island. It's just basically like you have an outer wheel. This is a physical thing and an inner wheel. And there's a whole bunch of different face parts. And it would show you like a picture of a god awful looking pirate with like randomized. <laughs> I mean, these are the regular faces that I'm showing, but you know, they, it would screw up two of them. And then it would be like, when did this, you know, this asshole sail in Barbados? And so you'd, you'd line up the wheels and you'd be like, oh, 1658. And that's what you would have to type in. And I, this is my original one that I've had forever. I don't have anything left of the game, but I do have this wheel. And may it may it last forever. Uh, you chose well, sir. Yeah. I remember I Dick Tracy had one of those, too, if I recall correctly. Dick Tracy. Did you have to have like a Wasn't little wrist Dick TV to watch? <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember like some gangsters on a wheel to like log into that game. Although I don't recommend it. It wasn't a very good game, but they uh, tried. Uh, I don't think there's been a good Dick Tracy game. Uh, if anything, no. maybe the NES one was okay, but it's just like Roger Rabbit, which is also yeah. just okay. Yeah. Uh, not also not a winner, but you know, you got to call Jessica. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Uh, J Mac in chat. 
uh, just brought up one really dope thing that I forgot. You got to dip this letter that you get with the game in water to mm-hmm. find out something in Star Tropics. That is yeah, it was like the really code cool. for your uncle's vault or something. I think. Yeah. What what Metal Gear was it? I mean, obviously this we're going out of the genre here, but what Metal Gear was it where you had to like find the codec number on like the back of the jewel case? Because oh, because Kojima, yeah. of course. Yeah, no, inventive. Can't even be mad, but oof. Yeah. not great if you're renting. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, Call Blockbuster. Um, Latitude and longitude for the island you have to go ah. to for the rest of the game. That's right. That's just yeah. amazing. And J Max says that was Metal Gear Solid One. That figures. Okay. Yeah, don't sleep on Star Tropics, kids. That is a great game. That is for fantastic. That I never played the sequel, but uh, I did play the original. That's good stuff. Ah, oh, man. What are some? What are some other ones? Oh, uh, how about one that maybe no one has played? I don't know if you can think of one. Uh, off the top of your Mm. head, but I can, and that is Teen Agent. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds amazing. Teen Agent was a point-and-click adventure game. I think it was probably independent, Um, but at the Mm. same time, I bet you it's in Exodus. I mean, everything's in Exodus. Uh, For those that don't know, Exodus is a massive archival effort uh, by someone named Exo, who has put together basically every DOS game ever made with a, a community that's been supportive. So goddamn it, I bet you Teenage is in there. I'm gonna have to check now. Uh, but it was a point and click adventure game that I downloaded from BBS's. I strictly remember that's where I got it from. So it was very small. Uh, and you were just a teenager who accidentally, I think, gets recruited as a spy uh, and I only played the demo, the shareware of it. Like you get to this cliffhanger and then it's all over. But I mean, the whole thing probably was like one and a half megs. It was so something. Uh, just for reference, uh, apparently Teen Agent is on good old games for yeah. free. For free, hey. Uh, for free. And I have owned it for God knows how long and did not know. <laughs> you had Teen Agent. <laughs> Well, I, I hate to tell you, Servo, but it's not that kind of game. But uh, I'm glad oh. that you downloaded it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Rat, Jeff Rat's on it. Emergency bet. will happen. Jeff Rat's yeah. hitting that button right now. It'll probably He's ready. It'll probably already be on your computer. It's so small. You don't even have to download it. It's it's just his there. manifesto on teenage <laughs> lore will be in our inboxes by the time this broadcast is over, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Patrick Central is here. Hey, you know Patrick hey, Central. Buddy. Says you've got teenage. It sounds like an unpleasant medical diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's vaguely threatening, like the uh, the post uh, the posthumous situation of dude, you got a Dell. <laughs> dude, it's you like got a teenage. Oh, teenage. <laughs> I'd rather have teenage than a Dell, though. Uh, so, so there's that. Well, why yeah. don't we get back to some music? That's that's what this thing's Are we just about, as well? right? I think I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, this would be a series that I wasn't allowed to play when I was a kid. And right away, I'm sure everyone knows what it is. It's Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, the classic. Specifically, Leisure Suit Larry 5, Passionate Patty does a little undercover work. 
Uh, <laughs> the title for this is so long, it's cutting off the MP3 on my side. Uh, but this is from the ad-lib version for MS-DOS, and the song is called For Your Thighs Only, which uh, was the basically the main theme in every game, uh, although there's a little variation in each one. So, yep, this is stank on it. For Your Thighs Only. Don't put your stank on thighs. All right, here we go. Now, those, those of you that are just tuning in audio-wise, I had to go and grab my copy of Leisure Suit Larry 5. Passionate Patty does a little undercover work from the shelf. Uh, Mint. My mom, resting now, uh, resting easy, uh, doesn't know that I finally purchased this game. And uh, <laughs> this is where we're at. I was holding up all the contents because there's so much in here. There's a copy of Play Spy magazine. Uh, there was something that was like, win the entire Sierra Games library. Holy shit. 
would have loved that. Yeah. Uh, but also, I pulled out the discs. Here's a little ASMR for you. Oh, what about this noise? Oh. <laughs> that's, that's that's pulling back the the cover there. It has seven discs, including the startup disc, uh, three and a half inch mm. discs. Um, three point five discs were the fidget spinners of our day, people. <laughs> Oh man! A lot of people beautiful. don't know this, but Hatter did not have to wear glasses until he tried to read that hint book without the little red lens thing. You can do it, but you pay a deep cost. <laughs> it may have cost me my sight, Papa. Oh man, uh, Eric's is no in the chat. Magazine, though. Oh well, yes, yes, this is true too. Uh, Eric's is in the chat and says I could have shown some big boxes. This is for sure. Now this is another dude uh, that is super into point and click games and retro stuff. And when <laughs> I actually met him in person, and he brought like a mint uh, Secret of Monkey Island in the box and just opened it up and and let me touch it. And uh, that's all that I needed in my life. It was so good. I just think it's so See, funny every- that he had it on him. It's like, check this out. We were like at a work event and he had Monkey Island in the box. I was nervous. I was like, man, protect that shit. Yeah. You got to keep one in the first aid kit, one in the glove box. You never know when you need that stuff, man. <laughs> you don't. See, well, all this time he threatened to show me his big boxes. I thought he was just coming on to me. <laughs> hey, when they're box shaped, I mean, you just, you offer it to anyone that you can. Oh, and J-Mac earlier made me laugh hard by saying, these bleeps are getting me in the mood for blooping. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so thanks for that. So funky. Is it weird <laughs> that, like, especially with Passionate Patty, if those of you that haven't played it, you get to play the game from two perspectives, one of which is the female character. And is it weird that a game that was renowned for its uh, juvenile and misogynistic humor was progressive enough to let you play a female protagonist before most other games? I mean, there's there's the uh, there's the 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 blurry line between empowerment, yeah. right? Uh, well, Al that's Lowe another doing the Lord's work. Al- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was playing the saxophone for the Lord. Uh, Oh, this next song is so great because it is one of my top favorite games of all time, not just point and click. And that's Sam and Max Hit the Road. Oh, God. I have played Sam and Max games since. They're okay. They're they're pretty good. Some of them are a little iffy, like the ones on the Wii. Uh, They're very clunky. Nothing could beat Sam and Max Hit the Road. Oh, my God. Um, it's the purest expression of the Purcell magic in video game form. For real. It is so good. And that was the first talkie that I ever actually owned uh, on CD-ROM. Uh, I believe I played it on my Tandy Sensation that we got from Radio Shack. Uh, multimedia computer system. Uh, oh, man. And to get the CD to load, I had to make a boot disk. I remember that. Like, it would not load the talkie version. It would only load the regular one unless I made a boot disk. And I had to, like, customize it to just eat just everything except the memory that it needed. You got to have at least 380K (laughs) or you're going to have a bad time. You got to dump it. Here's a sad memory uh, of what a, a pitiful country boy I was. I remember uh, when Day of the Tentacle launched, 
uh, I was sent a catalog for LucasArts titles. And I lost my mind because it was like, call and we'll send you free demos of Sam and Max Hit the Road and Day of the Tentacle. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, and jumped on my bike, rode like three miles to a payphone to call and place that order. And I must have watched those intro movies like a million times. It was like incredible. Yeah, the Sam and Max, like right from the get go, was like watching a cartoon in the intro. Oh man, it was so good. And the the voice actors forever like were perfect, perfect for the lines that were written. And the lines that were written were just pure unadulterated but adulterated <laughs> lines. Mm-hmm. Uh and I will never forget like my experience with it. And I picked the most annoying song uh from it mm-hmm. uh by via the magic of CD-ROM and uh, mm-hmm. the talkie edition, which is Childhood in Brighton. Uh, this, of course, from the MS-DOS talkie version. I remember my childhood in Brighton When dear old dad would bounce me on his knee He'd say, son, there ain't nothing as exciting As exposing beasts to inhumanity My first tiger before I could speak Killed me a bear when I was free And now with this Bigfoot and giraffe neck freak I finally have a full menagerie Hit it, boys! Oh my god, the ending to that is just perfect. <laughs> priceless. Absolutely priceless. Ay, ay, ay. So that's a that's a that's a milestone. That's the first vocal track mm-hmm. we've had on the podcast of its many you know, I gotta episodes. tell you. The one of the things I always remember about Sam and Max is the whole uh the whole head menagerie going on about John Muir. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which being is shocking. Ka- being from Kansas, John Muir is a household name. So, Well, of course, Sam and Max, a LucasArts game. You wouldn't think they'd celebrate John Muir, founder of the Sierra Club. <laughs> well, uh, healthy competition. Um, <laughs> Indeed. One, one thing that I can pull from Sam and Max Hit the Road that I was able to pull into real life, which a lot of people mm. got to go on the various vacation trips that they went to in real life, like Mount Rushmore. Uh, was it the was it the Space Needle? Ah, man, 
I can't remember the big the world's biggest ball of twine. Um, mm-hmm. I I had not traveled a lot uh, in my childhood, but I want to say this was maybe four years ago. Uh, I finally got to go to a Snuckies. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Same. <laughs> it was so crazy because I remember I, I had read that the, the Snuckies in the games were like totally mm-hmm. based on a gas station called Stuckies. And, and uh, I had seen like dead ones at the side of the road before. And I'm like, oh, shit, those are those stores in Sam and Max. And I thought they had went bankrupt and disappeared like decades ago because all I saw were ghost ones. And sure enough, we went on um, a vacation towards uh, Colorado and they're there like they're northwest. I guess they still exist. And I was like, we got to pull over right now. Holy shit. And of course, no one had any idea what I was talking about, but I was really excited for Stuckies. And I'm in there like my eyes are glossed over and I'm like, oh shit, there's the pecans. Oh shit, the pecan things are real. So I bought me some pecan rolls and they had like all the junk everywhere. And it was mm-hmm. just like in the game to this yeah, day. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, we still, to this day, we still have some of those out in my neck of the woods. But yeah, as a, as a young waif, we went on a on a trip to like visit a grandparent we stopped at a stuckies and so here's you know wee baby servo beside himself with joy at holding a nut log in some rundown truck stop bathroom like i feel so bad for my parents who had to like wonder what the hell was wrong with their child you know yeah the employees had no idea what was i'm like y'all this is a suckies we know we work here you know <laughs> like but it's have you ever seen sam and max you know and somebody who's like 19 is like what ah god damn it but i'm so glad yeah. that i got to experience that who knows how long stuckies will be around and uh, yeah that's one for to tell your grandchildren for sure <laughs> <laughs> and i would strongly encourage anyone if if no one takes any of my wisdom away today which they find will. yourself a copy even if it's a digital copy of Sam and Max Highway Surfing, the graphic novel, it is fantastically hilarious, and I can't recommend it enough. I do believe that is in my comic collection, the miscellaneous comic collection on archive.org. So get yourself See, that. one-stop shopping here on the Earworm Arcade. That's what kids. I try to do. <laughs> All right, this next song uh, for the creeps out there that had a Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, this is Castle Room from Shadow Gates.
Okay, I have to say one thing that's really endearing about NES songs mm. is that when you listen to them, imagine that they're written for metal guitars. It's almost a hundred percent. I'm budging by a percentage or so. It's almost everything was was like written for metal guitars. I just imagine yeah. a guitar wailing that song we just listened to and it's just there is a beautiful. whole cottage industry of metalhead bands that have basically <laughs> built their career on this premise this is very true and it works every single time oh, yeah. and it's like as kids we heard the beeps and bloops but it's like oh shit everything is so metal on the nintendo yeah it's so good i, I am not a Shadowgate mark i never okay. even owned it i just rented it but that that tune is so etched in my brain yeah. that you get two notes in and that cortex just lights up like a sigil in an anime fighter. It's ridiculous. Th that is why I picked it, because that is the one that always gives me like a little bit of the shivers. And it's... Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> you're not getting past the castle room for a long time anyway, so you're going to hear mm -hmm. that song <laughs> over and over. Although, I got to tell you, th this is the part of the program where I make enemies and people want to come at me. Okay. Because... You know, you got your Shadowgate. I'm I'm fine with that. Oh, I see you over there. I see you over there playing Deja Vu. Yep. But what you motherfuckers know about Princess Tomato in, in the, the Salad, Salad Kingdom? Kingdom. <laughs> Holy shit. I am now a bastard for not including any of the music <laughs> from Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Oh my I god. Know, man. Hey, catch up to my level. <laughs> Let us pretend you didn't just say that. Okay. I'll do what I can. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, I feel like we could do an entire podcast on this game. Uh, and it's also the fact that you have filled me with joy because I don't know a single other human who has ever, ever heard of that game. And mm -hmm. oh my God. <laughs> J Max, like, uh, both of you. <laughs> I hope our audio. You was knew what super you were getting into together. when you tuned in, man. I've seen this name. <laughs> oh my god, Princess Tomato! And that is a game I want to go back to because I rented it and I got stuck at some point and I never finished it. And it's just such a bizarre, rare ass mm -hmm. game that I need to go back and finish it. So it's really charming, and if memory serves, surprisingly short. Probably knock it out pretty easy with a guide. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll have to do that. Or I'll have to see if I was smarter than I was as a kid, which is probably not true. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thread you want to pull on. Trust me, I have experience. You know what's amazing, Servo? We're Ooh. on point. We're only like four minutes behind schedule. This is fucking amazing. Oh. Good job, wow, us. Pros. Good job. <laughs> With that, I'm going to jump right into the next song so we can keep on the train. Uh, this is Ellen's Exploration from I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, which is another game that like no one played and is just really impressive and super gross. And uh, here's Ellen's Exploration.
So I have no mouth, but I must scream. Like I said, it's it's something that a lot of people didn't play. And it is a dark and twisted point and click adventure uh, that includes just about any theme you can imagine that would make a human being uncomfortable. Uh, and it's also based on a very short story uh, that is equally gut-wrenching and gross. Uh, who wrote the original story? Oh, I, I keep. I know Patrick like, knows this in the chat. <laughs> Help us out, buddy. For some reason, I'm blanking. For some reason, the only name Harlan Ellison. Yep, that's it. That's the guy, Harlan Ellison. Of course. Uh, Good catch, Newman. Really, really gross uh, short story, and uh, I can't. I can't tell you what it's about because, like, it's better mm-hmm. if you go in not knowing. Uh, the game is loosely based on it even though it features some of the same characters um <laughs> patrick central says the cover art is basically harlan ellison and howard brundlefield brundlefield <laughs> but oh man have you played this game i have not played this game but this is one of those games i don't know why but this one and that super H.R. Giger-inspired point-and-click game, I think it was called Dark Side, Dark. just merge in my head, and I can never remember which one is which. Dark Dark, uh, dark Seed, right? Yeah, Dark, dark seed. seed. There you go. Dude, that that's another game I have to get back to as well. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of these games that I was not allowed to play, um, and mm-hmm. they're just... I mean, they're beyond stuff that you would find even nowadays. Uh, so yeah. I need to go back and, and have myself a good horror time. Uh, that's H-O-R-R-O-R time. Yeah. <laughs> I was fortunate. My parents would let me play whatever. And in fact, can we just take a moment and give Leisure Suit Larry credit for being the most unintentionally effective teaching game ever? Because there are <laughs> legions of people our age that know like who shot JFK and what date this happened and all this. <laughs> just trying to get into Leisure Suit Larry one. So here's something that's funny about that uh, that I didn't realize until uh, I saw a comment from uh, Archivist, which we'll read here in a second, is that I learned how to play poker, blackjack, liar's dice, and uh, probably a few other different casino style games because of Leisure Suit Larry. When I snuck in and I got to play Leisure Suit Larry at a friend's house and uh, I downloaded demos later on. I learned all those games from desperately trying to beat those as an adolescent kid wanting to see some movies. And uh, Leisure Suit Larry, I feel, was also a teaching item for that as well. <laughs> yeah, if they put in a tax preparation minigame, it's basically one-stop shopping on how to be an adult. Dude! That... I also love Patrick says that game never accepted the CIA as the answer to the Kennedy assassination, which I do <laughs> oh, feel no. is an oversight. <laughs> and Newman says, DRM, unintentional edutainment. <laughs> the God, best. You never hear the word edutainment like out of this mm-hmm. like genre either. Yeah, I said that uh, I'd I'd read a comment from Archivist. Archivist doing God's work. G-O-W-D-D's work. uh, Doing archival stuff. Bless bless that little heart. Um, Let's get to the theme discussion for the listeners. We already blabbed a whole shit ton. Uh, Why don't we read some stuff back and forth, you know, like we never practiced, and uh, Mm -hmm. see what y'all said uh, about point-and-click adventure games. Um, 
So I, I mentioned this earlier when we first started, but I threw a few polls out there on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Discord, not Facebook, because the poll option fucking disappeared this week. Uh, thanks, Facebook. Um, but Monkey Island definitely like dominated the results. Um, there was Space Quest in there, maybe usually in about a second place. But like I said, everyone loves Monkey Island. It was so good. But uh, yeah, why don't you kick off what we got sent in from Discord? Well, unrelated this, I also threw out several polls on um, oh, hey. Tinder. But uh, oh, getting okay. back to the games. Uh, I uh, think you spelled polls wrong, sir. <laughs> really interesting results. Uh, Same with monkeys, man, though. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really an omni. You know, everything's connected. It's it's great. Uh our man Bad Jack in the Discord, of course, uh, mentioned a love of uh, Full Throttle, which we've already talked about. Yep. Uh, Day of the Tentacle, which he talked about. And The Dig, which was another big-budget LucasArts joint that, uh, honestly, probably pretty un underrated. I really enjoyed that one quite a bit myself. That would be another one that uh, was in the like horror genre that I accidentally skipped because of my yeah. age. So that is one I'm going to have that? to go back on. Was that Spielberg involved in that? Or yeah. am I misremembering that? I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, Raul said, there's a point-and-click game with one American in France who's in the middle of a bombing in a coffee shop. Don't remember the name, but I remember it was good fun. And, of course, we quickly figured out that that was Broken Sword, uh, the Shadow of the Templars. Uh, and what we didn't know is that there was a Game Boy Advance port of Broken Sword Shadow of the Templars, really? which I really want to check out now. And it, it can't, I don't know, it's got to just be adorable. <laughs> I don't know how you put a game <laughs> like that on the Game Boy Advance. It's now somehow a side scroller. It's... <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool, though. Uh, so, yeah, we also have uh, Supreme, a man of uh, unquestionable taste. Supreme. 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 <laughs> yeah, pl plaster that on your Dragon Ball fan art. Um, and he said Shadowgate on the Nest was his jam back in the day. And as you've all borne witness, it was clearly our jam right now. Yes. Very dark, but, uh, you know, gets you in the groove. Maybe not... Maybe not the bloop to boop, as was mentioned, but still a, a similar vein. The bloop to boop. <laughs> uh, so Archivist uh, said, time and time again, my mom busted me for playing Leisure Suit Larry on the family computer. That game isn't church. People who play that should be ashamed. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry if I just, <laughs> I just blew past any goodwill between us by impersonating your mom. Right. Uh, if I recall, she even tried to call the publisher angry about its disgusting and blatant vulgarity. That and the various strip poker games for the Amiga 500. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I read that in the show notes as she tried to call the Punisher and I'm like, wow. I thought my mom was hardcore. <laughs> Frank Castle, get here right now and eliminate yeah. this smut from the planet. Oh yeah, God! I should know better said, than to drink. Style. I should know better than to drink water while you're talking. Jesus Christ! Yeah, look what you've done. Everything is connected. You didn't play those games. If your mom got her way, you wouldn't go on to do your work, and I wouldn't have like four terabytes worth of hard drives dedicated to old commercials from MTV. Don't you worry about it, archivist. It worked for the best. So classic. 
but you want to read the essay by Jeff Rat. It was oh, a, it was wow. a big one. Oh. It's big Someone and so really got... well written. Like this is prime content. So thank you, Jeff Rat, yeah. for this. He broke out the typewriter. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's not long, but it's girthy. Uh, so so Jeff Rat says he's not spent a lot of time in point and click adventures, but the one really stands out. He found a copy of. You guessed it. Maniac Mansion 2, Day of the Tentacle. In the five years after it came out, uh, he came out on a CD and ran in DOS. All of this is is accurate. Good memory. Yep. Had bright cartoonish graphics, gloriously voiced acted cutscenes, and a great sense of humor. Uh, he says the best were the main characters, Bernard the Geek, Hoagie the Roadie for a metal band, and Laverne, the slightly psycho med student. Wow, he's <laughs> nailing this. This is yeah. all perfect. Uh, they wound up traveling through time in, mo in uh, modified Portageons with Hoagie going back 200 years to hang out with Ben Franklin and Laverne going for, uh, forward 200 years to try and win a pet show in a future <laughs> where tentacles rule and the humans, humans are pets. Are pets. Yep. It was a real step up from the text adventures he'd played previously and a lot of fun. But the best memories he had were that uh, his girlfriend at the time had a daughter who was maybe nine or 10, and the daughter wanted to play computer games, and so they played through Day of the Tentacle together. She enjoyed the weirdness of the sense of humor that the game had, and that it was nice to sit back, let her play, throw in a hint when she got stuck. He doesn't have kids of his own, rarely plays games with others, so it's a game that really brings back fond memories of good times playing with someone else. And uh, yeah, as parents ourselves, I think we can uh, commiserate that that's a wonderful feeling. Absolutely. And I swear to God, that should have been on the back of the box. That was really that was good. <laughs> now, one thing he might appreciate, too, and I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but um, in game magazines of the day, uh, there was an interview like LucasArts caught so much crap for Day of the Tentacle that they basically issued a press statement saying, like, look, this game is fictitious and humorous. Please do not go to school and tell them that Ben Franklin did this or that you gave horse teeth to Washington. Please stop writing us. Uh, I always love that. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Or imagine like growing up and like having that be your source of truth and uh, you don't know any better. That's brilliant. That's the future I want to live in. Who was that one founding father who really needed a, like a blanket? Uh, shit. What was his The voice <laughs> acting for Washington in that was ecstatic. I, I, if you don't remember that, it was like the smarmiest voice. Like, oh, yes, Bucky, I need my teeth. Oh, God. It was really good. <laughs> Never going to eat this peanut log. <laughs> God, what a great game. It was so good. And I still need to finish it. I'm so pissed. I'm, I'm like, want to go out and play it right now. We oh, man. We have the save file on the PlayStation, though, not the Xbox. God damn it. Wah, wah. We'll have to start from scratch. Uh, so uh, on Twitter, Richard Armshampoo, which is not his real last name, but that's what we call him at work, said, I used to play Space Quest on my Tandy. I also played the first Ooh. King's Quest games and basically anything Sierra I could get my hands on. Good man. Good man. Uh, Tandy Color, Compu uh, Color Computer 3 users represent. Yes. <laughs> Gotta not get... a good palette for adventure games. Uh, no. <laughs> That's why you got to get the Tandy sensation, see, with Man, Windows 3.11. Uh, I played King's Quest V in 16 colors, and then years later, I saw the 256 color version. It's like I had cataract <laughs> surgery. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, man. The difference. All right. So uh, we got Charlie Marks coming in with uh, his favorite 
is normality. Wow. Yeah, right. That's a deep I cut. I had forgotten it until I read that. Yeah. Ah, this strange 1984 world with the 90s counterculture was just really neat. Plus, the first person aspect was unique. Uh, had a lot of the humor that reminds him of Clerks. That's fair. Uh, and he loves that. Uh, remembers playing it on his childhood Windows 98 PC and being stuck in the first room for hours as a young kid and just giving up. You are not alone there. Because as near as I can tell, there are three people that talk about normality. The masses, which just saw that one ad in every friggin' computer or video game magazine ever. Yep. The people that actually played the demo off of one of those demo discs. And the people that got to the first room and then said, F this. <laughs> you, you can cross uh, a couple of those people on a Venn diagram, I suppose. Indeed. Oh, man. Yeah, Newman said, I played the demo and it was brutal. That was, mm. I, I could not, I did not remember that game until I saw the word. I'm like, oh, shit. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks for that, Charlie. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that game. Uh on Facebook, uh, Kevin Walsh said the King's Quest series, Full Throttle. See, there's there's patterns here. And the mm -hmm. Adventures of Willie Beamish. See, that's oh. one that, uh, yep. Uh, off the top of the head. Gold. Never did finish Beamish. Got stuck as a kid at the Bullies. That's another game I also have not finished. I only had, like, uh, the shareware version. Charming yeah. game. I feel like that was Sierra's attempt to kind of ape some of that high animation quality that LucasArts was fitting at the time. Yeah. But really charming. Yeah. And uh, as far as I remember reading, full of uh, above and beyond adult humor, apparently. Uh, for it, it for had what it looks tongue like. in cheek moments, yeah. a little um, I, I would call it this sort of Hello Nurse brand of adult naughty. Uh, there's <laughs> a little Tex Avery injected in there. Exactly. I there you see. go. Well, that sounds exciting. Uh, we've also we've also <laughs> got uh, Kevin Crittenden saying, "Wow, yep. okay, I yep. thought Beamish was a deep cut." <laughs> Hugo's House of Horrors. Beautiful. He loved playing it and trying different things to make the game work. So. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Hugo's House of Horrors. This was in the uh, the age immediately following the success of Doom, where everyone was trying to do some kind of labyrinthine thing. And uh, yeah, Hugo was a unique entry. Oh, my God. I remember the, the original Hugo. Like, it was like mm -hmm. a four color palette. And yeah, I'm starting to remember. Was it rather than like a point and click? It was like a type, a type like it was. It was graphical, like but you had the type. Yeah, I think that's what think the original so, yeah. was. And it was it was great, like trying to figure mm -hmm. out what to do. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, yeah if, the next, if the next comment says something about like Jill of the Jungle, I'm just I'm out. I can't even. <laughs> it's, it's getting too real. Don't worry. That's in the platforming episode. <laughs> uh, Shane Murawski. Uh, but he said, any of the Indiana Jones games are pretty much ingrained in my head, but Fate of Atlantis stands out. Also, all the OG Monkey Island games still on point to this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fate of Atlantis is such a good title. If you have not played that, definitely That do. is a classic. Prime and apparently Lucas there Arts. is a new Indiana Jones game uh, right. coming. They re... Uh, they didn't resurrect the LucasArts brand. I think it's just Lucas Games yeah. or something, but... Motions are happening. Yeah, when when they announced that LucasArts was closing forever, I was fucking devastated. But of course, they're still making games, so it's yeah. not not the same. But uh, I'm excited to see a new indie game for sure. 
Um, I think all we've had between like Fate of Atlantis and now anyway were like those god awful 3D Tomb Raider style games. Jesus, they sucked so it's bad. Not good. Uh, not good. Go ahead and read that last one. Uh, finally, uh, Sab Cornelius says Phantasmagoria. Wow. <laughs> wow. Roberta Williams' magnum opus. Yeah. Uh, played it on ye old Microsoft 95, he thinks. Uh, was one of the first forays into horror games, likewise. Uh, Mom was super strict about that, <laughs> but was able to sneak in and play it when she went to bed and uh, spooped myself out. <laughs> You know, there was some straight Be up. Be careful, that's Megan. trademark of Spoopreme. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spoop, you don't want to tread on it. Spoopreme, Spooprime, Spooprimeypreme. Uh, Is that was, one you tried? That, okay. No. Uh, but I I was really interested in it. Like, I read so many articles about it and watched so many videos uh, since. And it's such a, like, a gory mess of a game to be released back then that I can yeah. see. Phantasmagoria. You know, I, I have no problem with full motion video games. I love me some full motion video games. And I purchased that on the strength of Roberta Williams' name alone. Sure. And as I've said, I'm not a horror game. Yeah. It's not a very good game. <laughs> it's mechanically janky. Okay. And yeah, by the time you get to like the three quarter mark, I was like, no, no. I, I basically I basically finished it out of spite because I'm like, this is like a year's worth of allowance. I'm going to keep watching. If anyone's played it, you know, the feeding scene. Oh, uh -oh. that still haunts me. I can't even. That sounds like something that's probably on DeviantArt. It's a bad time, sir. <laughs> a game that I, I also... guarantee you it has its own subreddit. <laughs> oh, God. A game that I thought was awful and somewhat gory, and I wanted to finish it out of spite. Uh, God, what is the name of it? And I'm just going to ruin everything. It's another, mm -hmm. like, digitally recorded uh, game, Harvester. Have you ever played Harvester? Mm. No, I'm yeah, not familiar with that And Newman said one. it the second it came out of my mouth, too. Thank you, Newman. <laughs> um, Harvester was also, like, straight-up B-movie horror extremely badly voice acted uh but uh, and and the the puzzles were just so bizarre and you would never guess them and it was frustrating so that was a game also that i'm like i'm gonna beat this fucking game i hate it newman says you harvester is people... hard gross <laughs> <laughs> you know when people that exalt sierra games talk about the puzzles were nonsensical you have screwed up in your development yeah 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 right or or at least if it took you two hours to figure out what to do when you did it and you were like, oh, shit, of course. That's still good design. When you put two things yeah. together and you're like, this was stupid. I hate this game. <laughs> That's what Harvester was like time after yeah. time after time. So can't always be chocolate and peanut butter. Sometimes it's just rancid feces <laughs> and a half eaten Snickers bar, you know, <laughs> and, bad. And an extra large ant to chomp on. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so thank you guys for uh, writing in. Uh, thank y'all. Uh, this was the first episode. Uh, we have a prompt for the next episodes coming up, but we didn't have one for this one. So I really appreciate everybody sticking in a good 15 minutes worth of talking time. So yeah. that, that was really great. I hope that uh, everybody sends in more stuff for the next episode. 
Uh, shall we hit them with some more tunes? Oh, they ain't ready, Hatter. They, they ain't ready. Uh, this next Let's track do it. is uh, from Uninvited, which is an, another game along the lines of, uh, you know, we were saying Deja Vu and uh, Shadowgate, uh, that exact same type of game. Um, but this one was was like a haunted house type of motif. And this is the Mansion Room song from the NES. discovered this in chat as uh, we were listening that the cover of uninvited says from the makers of shadowgate and deja vu so i mean it was it was all there <laughs> yeah the lead was not buried this no. cover art though uh this is like <laughs> every time you're in a video store as a kid yeah. there was always like the three horror movies that everyone had and you know the covers by heart but yeah. you were never willing to rent them and watch them that's what this looks like reanimator <laughs> shit like that exactly i uh 
you know, and I was just looking at that, and I remember as a kid, I'm like, man, this this is sick. This is this is hardcore. It's real dope. For for those that haven't seen it, it's uh it's not as scary as I remember. <laughs> so no. so the uh in the game, it's a good jump scare. Uh and it's mm-hmm. kind of funny that they put it on the cover. Maybe it was the only one good jump scare that was in the game. For an NES game, I mean any jump scare will mm-hmm. do. But it's basically uh it's a skeleton, but it's a grandma. It's a grandma skeleton. And uh, I don't remember that she was a grandma skeleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember the skeleton, but somehow, perhaps for my own mental protection, my brain blocked out the fact that it looks like it went into like a you know, American Girl doll store and was like, "Make me beautiful," because it's just like raggedy blonde wig, you know, baby blue doilies stacked on doilies. Not dress. as scary it's, it's as memory remembers. Uh, that's. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like she was she was going to the horse race, but had to stop by the American <laughs> Girl store first and died afterwards before she got to bet on any horses. Uh, also, yeah. that ghost that ghost is goofy as fuck. Why did I think this was a scary cover? Um, that ghost isn't even a part of the thing happening in the game. He's just looking at the skull like, oh my god, what the hell is he doing? I, I don't think anyone's going to be scared by this. Uh, at least put a snake on the cover. Jesus. You really want to close the door when you're doing your thing, Al. <laughs> Bad Jack says, uh, makes me think OG Peter Jackson's dead alive. Yeah, it's those VHS <laughs> covers that Servo is talking yeah. about. And- yeah, it's exactly that. The ones that every kid knows by heart. Like, and not even all horror movies, but Crawl, yeah. Ghoulies. Ghoulies, Like, if yep. you never saw those. That's so you funny. You saw those. Yeah, and... And as a kid who I said, you know, I was pretty sheltered, like I would go to the video store and I'd maybe stare at those and I'd be like, oh, this is some world I'll never be a part of. It's it's so gross. That's kind yeah, of what like Uninvited f- was going for. Like the full moon videos that you just kind of side eye as you walk by to rent. Uh, <laughs> my best friend is a vampire for the fifth time. <laughs> oh, my God. Me, me and a friend just off topic real quick before I load the next uh the next game uh I'll, I'll 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 do some sort of a segue but we always used to go to the video rental store this is a thing that a lot of viewers aren't uh going to even understand but you go and you'd look at your titles and you'd pick them out based on the box or the subtitle but me and a friend had enough had enough choice to do this every weekend we would go to the local video store and we would rent a Dolph Lundgren movie we'd never seen before every single weekend and we never repeated them and every Dolph Lundgren movie is awful and uh I guess the segue here is that the next song is from Total Distortion which is like the <laughs> Dolph Lundgren movie of point and click adventure games that's where I'm going with this. Uh, did you ever play Total Distortion? What a mess. I, I I did play it and rapidly discovered like, oh, this is not for me. <laughs> this is real Dolph lundgren It's another one that for whatever reason, I don't even know if these were released anywhere near each other. But this one and Normality actually kind of mm. share some brain space in my head, too. And I, I don't know why, what it is about that aesthetic. I could see that. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it's very technically impressive for the time. Uh, it oh, yeah. has a soundtrack of just an unbelievable amount of multimedia 
uh, whether it be music, whether it be the beatnik poetry, uh, whether it be all the commercials that you could see in the game. Uh, it just wasn't a fun game to play with, with the way that it worked. Uh, this could be definitely another podcast uh, episode by itself. But uh, one thing it did contribute to us, uh, by the way, you can get the soundtrack uh, at retrogamechampion.com. One thing that it did give us is the best death song in any video game ever created. Uh, It is called You Are Dead. And definitely tune into the lyrics. Uh, This played whenever you died. And it was hard to put down when you heard it. Uh, This is You Are Dead from Total Distortion. Stopped and your brain is cold. You were so, so dead. And now your body is starting to mold. You were so, so dead. This dimension cuts like a knife. You are dead, dead, dead. What a pitiful waste of a human life. You are dead. Stopped and your brain is cold. You were so, so dead. And now your body is starting to mold. You were so, so dead. Oh, such a sad, sad story. You're gone, empty head in the red. Game over, you're through. Gone. How does it feel to be dead? Bye bye. tell me any different Uh, that that is not the best song to hear when a character dies (laughs) oh that breakdown oh my god right at the very end it just like chills out too it's like oh yeah it's got to wind you down from the thrill and again that soundtrack is available uh i think you said on retro game champion and also on a loop in my head every time i tried to ask a girl out in high school so that's convenient (laughs) fantastic i knew that's where i'd heard it before that's it (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, Total Distortion, again, uh, the UI and everything made it difficult to play. It was a very cool idea. Uh, A lot of production value. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell that it was like a group of 
of really close friends that made a game together that only made sense to them. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they shipped it with a, a bug that you couldn't beat the game. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but you literally can't beat the game unless really? you unless you hack it and fix something. Wow. You get stuck real that, close to the end of the game and no one can beat it. Holy shit. That's hilarious. That is unfortunate. But I, I remember every time I die, I'd like chill and listen to that entire song because <laughs> it's so good. A um, rest period. Here's a, a, I guess you could call it a point and click. It's more like a cursor and click game that is one of my all-time obsessive favorites. Uh, Snatcher. Oh my Ooh. God, Snatcher. Uh, right now, as a part of one of my projects, I'm trying to find every last bit of Snatcher product and scan it in and share it with everybody across the world. Uh, it is an amazing game. It's early Hideo Kojima uh, before Metal Gear was a th- wait. Was it before? It wasn't before Metal Gear. Metal Gear came first. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's ancient. It's really good, uh, and it's a fantastic game. And this music is from my favorite version of the audio, which is the only version that was in English uh, that talked, and that was the Sega CD version. And uh, like I said, also my favorite version of the music. So uh, this is Creeping Silence off of the Snatcher Sega CD version. Oh, those premium cell cards are money. I know, right? Uh, audio only, folks. Uh, it's really funny that we've been like bringing stuff onto the camera that have a lot to do with these games. And this was not intentional. Just all the shit was around me. 
I guess that yeah, works. Yeah, it would be way worse if I had prepped in any way. <laughs> uh, think, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking for myself, too. Thanks to whoever donated these. I still don't know who donated the money to grab this extremely rare, all 90 of the regular cards and uh, four of the nine uh, extremely rare uh, cell cards. Uh, holy shit. Uh, we're talking... Talking like 350 bucks. Uh, whoever yeah. donated that, like, I know obviously you want to stay anonymous by this point, but I need to love you. <laughs> I need to love you. We we salute you. And for those not following at home, again, that was like a nearly complete set of Snatcher yeah. cards, which will be scanned and archived for the world to enjoy. Uh, yes. It's all part of what he's up to here. Yep, absolutely. And the Police Knot set, which is 100% complete, including all of the rares and the ultra rares, is also on its way. And that was paid for by your donations and subscriptions here to Twitch. So thank you so much. And of course, as soon as I scan these, I'll cry a lot and resell them so that we can continue buying more Snatcher merch. Right yeah. after the picture of him naked on the bed covered in them. <laughs> Just, you know, I'd actually thought of that. <laughs> oh, that I think that would bring the resale value way down, though. It, it probably yeah. would. Well, let's... They don't got to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll spray a little cologne on them at the end, and uh, if they find out, they'll at least love it. Um... Let's go ahead and finish out that trilogy that we were talking about uh, with Deja Vu. Uh, first, we had your Shadow Gate. Then we had an Uninvited. This is the third game of those uh, point-and-click adventures for the NES uh, with Deja Vu. And this is the game over screen because, boy, did you see it a lot. So you'll probably remember it. Again, that is a theme that you hear a hell of a lot <laughs> if you play oh, Deja Vu. Would be right at home in a Castlevania game. It's very, yeah. very good. There was a couple songs. I really toiled over which one to pick because there was a couple songs, especially 
I want to say the one where you first wake up and you're looking in the mirror and you can't remember who you are. It's playing a song that is just so creepy and so haunting. It just it doesn't really fit the game even at that point. It's more like a Castlevania. Uh, yeah. This is a really cool soundtrack. It definitely unsettles you. I feel like kind of puts you in the right mood for for the for the game, even if it does seem counter to the overall uh, trappings. Yeah, like detective aesthetic. Uh, mm-hmm. Find the lady in the trunk aesthetic. Um, you know, I need. I have all three of these soundtracks already done. I just need to wrap them up and release the these three. That would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. I will do that. Yeah, why not? I will do that. Yeah, so far the podcast is kind of like when you tell Spotify to go to random, but Spotify is not really that random. <laughs> it's not. It's like we got all kinds of music. The Deja Vu, The Uninvited, The Shadow Gate. You'll, you'll learn new games like uh, <laughs> like Total Distortion. Well, see, Total Distortion would be an example of it doing its job, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again... That, that went really well. That's that's a good, healthy dose of chip toony goodness. Uh, and yeah. it was all point-and-click adventure games, which are dope. Keeps your bones strong, kids. It does. Way more than milk does. <laughs> I'm from the generation that they told milk was really healthy and that we could, we could drink as much of it as we could to be healthy. Now look at me. Yep. I've got a gut yeah, we're all that's dying. the shape of Taco Bell's <laughs> logo. You were all dying. <laughs> now look at us. We're all dying. <laughs> Yeah. Are you ready to hear the next theme servo for the next episode? I cannot wait. Let, my spleen is just tense <gasps> with suspense. Is it is it like wiggling in there? I mean, kind of, but with a deep inner core. Kind of like when you're on the Peloton too much, you know? <laughs> no, I don't. Remember, yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> the next episode is going to be about peripherals all of the really strange stuff probably you know you got your super nintendo mouse super scope 6 uh the Mm. zapper who will ever forget the zapper uh the u-force oh Oh, forget about it u-force the rocket (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah it's just gonna be an episode all about peripherals and and the host for that is going to be jmac from Life Begins at 8-Bit, J-Mac is in the chat, or at least was, until he died, because he was also of the milk drinking generation. Uh, Newman says, the Novant Falcon? Uh, oh, I missed that Spoop Rhyme, Spoop Rhyme, Spoop Rhyme, Rhyme said that tear stains could add value to certain collectors <laughs> for those card sets. Uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about the games that have peripherals with them, uh, from the ones that everybody knows to some rare ones. Uh, and here's the question that anybody listening can uh, send in, either via Discord, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever the hell you can find me. Uh, what is the weirdest or most rare gaming accessory that you've ever owned? And uh, let's kick mm. this off and just ask you, Servo, what, what falls into that for you? Oh, the rarest gaming accessory. I mean, that's that's a wide gamut, but I'd, I'd have to say my favorite absolutely worthless pile of crap was, <laughs> God, this would have had to have been my 12th, 13th birthday. I'm not even sure. That's a lot of milk. But I bought, I bought the uh, original Game Boy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Okay. 
it's not it's not very good and i got a <laughs> controller for the super nintendo that was awful it had the slidey button like okay. that uh like that the old max... nes controller yeah and it had macros so the concept was you do the super hard move successfully on street fighter save it and then you can repeat it sure that's the idea that i'm <laughs> yeah, except that I'm pretty sure there was nothing in that controller but dead dreams and like the souls that they repurposed for Furbies because it didn't do a dang thing. Nothing. Oh, my God. It just gave you something to crush in your hands as you continued to fail. I think I know what you're talking about or at least have seen those controllers. They've got like the switches on them and shit. There's like six yes. switches right in the center of the thing. Oh yeah, like God. you're setting jumpers on a friggin' sound blaster. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What's, uh. the, what's the IRQ on this shit again? Um, <laughs> yeah, that I I never really had any fancy controllers. Uh, I think I I really wanted an NES Max. I really did. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say the rarest accessory. I don't know if I can count this as a peripheral. I can't really count it as a peripheral i'm looking at all of the the rare stuff in the room um i did of course have a gray zapper before they made them orange you know to mm. make sure that no one thought it was a real gun when we were kids uh i'm gonna go ahead and count it as a peripheral uh you can kind of see it in the background if you're watching here but the n64 i have is a special one that was only made in japan and it is an orange and yellow one, and it has a giant Pikachu on top of it. And when you turn the system on, the the cheeks light up. So uh, and it has its own controller that also has like a, a Pokemon logo on it as well. So it's very technically adorable. not an accessory or a peripheral since it has a big fat Pikachu on it and they had to extend the size of the N64 off to the right to fit his fat ass on there. Uh, that's the one I'm probably going to stick with. Yeah. See, I don't know why, but in my head canon, I expected you to pull out. You remember <laughs> the thing for the Genesis that was basically like a little hexagon that yes. you stood in? Yeah. <laughs> the interact or something like that. For some reason, I was like, Hatter's going to pull that damn thing out. It's going to be sick. Man, I, I, I wouldn't be as fat as I am today if I'd had one of those. But yeah. Or yeah. Do, you, do you remember the, the one that was like a a ball, but it had like a... A ring around it and you like stood on it it was like called the rock and roller or something oh i don't remember that as a as a game peripheral i just remember the uh <clears throat> the balzac and the <laughs> balzac brat yeah okay <laughs> so what comes balzac. to mind when you mention that that's right kids they marketed a toy called the balzac to children <laughs> That's the generation we grew up in. Milk oh, the activator. Patrick has it. Activator. Thank the, you, the Patrick. The Sega activator. Yes. Well done, sir. And also said that and Pikachu N64 looks like those awful grocery store birthday cakes <laughs> with horrid approximation of the Smurfs on it. So true. Oh, my uh, God. So, yeah, that's what we'll be talking about, J-Mac and I. And uh, if you guys could answer that question, what is the rarest or weirdest 
uh, gaming peripheral you've ever owned. Uh, shoot it back at me or just like some memories that you have uh, of all these weird ones like we were bringing up. Goddamn U-Force. Uh, Should they send that to uh, to the RGC Twitter or? Any, anything, anything. Twitter, Instagram, okay. Facebook, Discord. Discord especially. Just scroll down a little bit uh, if you're on Twitch and click the Discord link. Join our little family. Or, uh, you know, if you're listening, uh, RetroGameChampion.com. The link is there. All the socials and everything are there as well. Um, yeah, and we are reaching our time, but before we go, do you have some links or promos or anything that you want to share with folks so that they can hunt uh, you down and, and force drink you milk? <laughs> force drink? I, uh, is that a thing? <laughs> That's, you know, they don't talk about that power, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> if you're Vader, you know how to take that helmet off, you got to use the force drink. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as glamorous as the lightning. Uh, No, it's not. You don't have to go full dark side to use force drink, though, at least. So, no. Oh, no. You just have to be from that milk generation. Oh, Uh, Jesus. So, yeah, uh, whenever I can be roused out of my cage, you can find me on Twitter uh, and pretty much anything of note at at Bad Servo, B-A-D-S-E-R-V-O. I'll pop that in the chat. Uh, You can look at uh, my my long slumbering but evergreen podcast with Patrick Central and other comrades at the URL Worst Thing Ever. That's worst-thing-ever.com. And peek at our tomfoolery on YouTube at cinemanauts.com. That's cinema, N-A-U-T-S dot com. Thank you, because I was thinking it was a delicious, like, uh, dessert, like cinnamon knots. Like, uh, cinnamon knots. It's something you'd buy at a Stuckey's. <laughs> it would be. And it would be, like, plastered with nuts. Uh, please don't make any audio uh, clippings of this episode. Um, as for me, on my links, uh, retrogamechampion.com really is the only one you need to know to find everything you need social wise uh, and future versions of this video podcast uh, twitch streams every wednesday and saturdays Uh, also if you don't know my project is an archival project so there are tons of complete system backups uh, of games there are soundtracks from old games and lots of scans as well magazines comics uh merchandise lots of good stuff there and we're working on the really rare stuff now like i said with your donations and your subscriptions thank you so much we are we're achieving some rare shit that i never ever ever thought that we'd get our hands on and now it's our time to share it and keep it active for the future so if you were there at the time join us in discord and relive it if you weren't this is your time to educate yourselves kids absolutely please do uh, so I'm going to uh, say goodbye now, but uh, I did want to say that the song that we're playing us out with today is from the Windows version of Blade Runner, which is another Ooh. fantastic game that they've really been trying to dig up and remaster and fix up. Uh, and it is the ending song. So join us as we cry on our rare collector's cards and bid you adieu. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Thank you, Servo, for kicking off this ship. And uh, I will see y'all on Discord. Goodbye. Lola.